0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing Revealed. My guest today is John Davis. He's an online marketer from the UK and he helps content creators start, scale and monetize their YouTube channels. Now as something of a YouTube newbie myself, despite all my numerous years online, I've always shied away from YouTube and I I suppose for the most part, the whole video marketing thing. So I'm really looking forward to having a chat with John today, finding out what he does in terms of his video marketing. And if he can give us uh, any tips and advice on how to create effective videos and uh, grow our channel. So I'm sure we're going to learn lots in this episode today. So first of all, welcome
1: to the show, John. Cheers, David, and um, yeah, no pressure. I'll, uh, I'll- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better be good. <laughs> when
0: when I decided that I was going to do the uh, the Internet Marketing Revealed podcast, and I was having a, a think about different people who could come on and talk about different things, when I thought about YouTube because that's something that I want to get into more myself, you were actually one of the the first people that I thought of for YouTube, because I've been following you on Facebook for a little bit. And I know that you do uh, YouTube marketing, affiliate marketing. You do your your written stuff on social media quite well as well. All your stuff's really entertaining. So I thought, yeah, that's the guy that I want to get on the podcast and I want to talk to him about what he does with his YouTube and his affiliate marketing overall. So, yeah, as, as you say, absolutely no pressure <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> But before before we get into all of that uh, YouTube stuff, I'd like to find out a little bit more uh, about you first of all. So if you could just give us uh, a brief history of your, your backstory, uh, that would be great.
1: Yeah, sure. No problem. Um, and I probably should just start as well and say thanks for inviting me on as well. I, I, I really appreciate it. My it's pleasure. Kind of- um uh, we'll go into the youtube stuff in a moment but yeah um i find i find the live experiences kind of a lot more nerve-wracking than actual being able to record and edit and publish what you what you want on on youtube and stuff so um i'll push my comfort zone a little bit but um but yeah thank you appreciate it Um so a little bit about, about my background really so um i've got uh, two young kids and uh when they were born that was um that was when kind of you get a bit of a wake up call and you, you you kind of look at what you're doing, your your careers for yourself, your partner, and the lifestyle that you want, the lifestyle that you've got. And we made some quite kind of drastic decisions around uh, my wife kind of taking a step back from a from a, a really kind of uh promising career that she'd worked a, a backside off to kind of build um to get that family balance really. Um and as, as part of that, that meant taking quite a, a drastic uh, cut in salary and wages and, and income. So it was good. It was the perfect decision um, it works really well for us. But there was a point where it was kind of like, well, I also want to show my kids the world, I want to have experiences and travel and do all the good things that you kind of you, you want them to live and experience. Um, so as part of that, we kind of looked at different um, side hustles. Really, how how can we earn a little bit of extra money on the side of the job? And that's that's what what kind of got me started in looking at various different things. And I've tried some random things. Um, I've 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 kind of imported CDs from Japan, like Bon Jovi Japanese one-offs that you could <laughs> import and then sell on at like four times the price. I've I've sold uh, football boots and belly bars and all kinds of random things, either through eBay um, or probably more um, more recently as well, I, I kind of did the, the whole Amazon arbitrage thing. So run around your retail stores, find stuff that sells for more on Amazon, buy it, send it to Amazon, they take a cut of the profits and you make some money. So kind of like scalping really retail. Um, I tried that for over a year, and to be honest, it just didn't suit anything that I wanted. You could you could make money if you scaled it, um, but it was a pain. Who, who who really wants to like kind of finish the day job on a Tuesday night and then go and drive around thirty to Toys R Us when they were around? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute pain. It did, it just didn't suit what I wanted to do. Yeah, I
0: yeah I, I've um, seen other people do that, and in theory, it does sound like a lot of fun. Because it sounds like a bit like a treasure hunt, you know, you're, you're traipsing around these various different retail stores or charity shops or car boot sales, maybe like a a real life episode of Bargain Hunt, you know, you're yeah. looking for that elusive bargain that you can pick up for a pittance and then turn it over either on eBay or or on Amazon for a large profit. And yeah, it does sound quite a fun job. But then as you say there, the reality hits in after you've done your eight hours and you just want to relax, the last thing you want to do is to be searching around numerous different stores or spending your weekend at various car boot sales and things like that. So yeah, I think that that probably falls into the category of one of these online businesses, which sounds great in theory, but in practice, especially if you've got the additional commitments of, of family uh, as well, then it's not really going to be that feasible.
1: No, definitely not. You de- you definitely get a bit of a buzz if you, um, if you get a particular kind of Lego set and you sell it on at five times the price. But there's probably more instances where everyone else found the same bargain as you, especially especially with retail at the moment. There's there's not a lot of retail stores around, is there? So everyone's finding the same deals, and then it's almost a race to the bottom. Everyone kind of automatically reprices what they're selling, and then you're just trying to get your money back. Whereas I kind of then started looking at like the world of like um, affiliate marketing and and different kind of social platforms and. Um, I don't know, something just kind of, it was like a light bulb moment, really. Um, that if I could write a blog, for example, then that content's out there and it's got the potential to kind of keep earning money rather than that one piece of Lego that I sent and it makes it, it makes or loses whatever it makes at that point in time and that's it, done, dusted, you've got to start again and keep cycling. Or any, anyone who's in that world, they, they kind of say, that you've got to keep feeding the beast that is, that is Amazon. Um, so no, that, that I mean that's that's my why really. Like say we've we've been lucky enough to travel to a few places. I've got family on the other side of the world in Australia, um, and you, I don't know as, as as a parent, you just want to give them every opportunity, every experience, and at the same time have that real kind of family um, life, work life balance as well. So it's you're constantly trying to evolve towards that, and that's that, that's what initially set me off um it's become much more than that I'd have to say i think with the youtube stuff as well it's be- it's become definitely um more of a passion and not just a i want to make money doing this it's it's gone way beyond that to be honest it's kind of a bit of a part of me now really i i, I thoroughly enjoy it when I, I didn't necessarily think i would um so yeah so, so so one thing to another mainly selling stuff a little bit of merch design building websites for people and i think what you find is when you kind of immerse yourself into these um, these platforms and affiliate marketing you learn lots of new skills don't you you learn you learn a little bit about everything like if anyone's ever tried to start a blog then you chances are you probably picked up five or six good little skills there that you can apply to other things as well and i think naturally just over time you you improve and you kind of lean towards the parts that you enjoy don't you
0: yeah definitely Um, it's right what you say there about the blogging because if if anybody has spent any time trying to do that seriously then and you're writing regularly then you're naturally going to become better at just writing in general you're going to be using less words to say more you know your copywriting is going to improve drastically Uh, your, your research skills are going to improve you're going to be able to you know, speed that up. And yeah, there's, there's loads of different uh, skills that you can take from that and to other areas of online marketing as well, especially if you're going down the social media route where you, you're you going to be judged on uh, the standard of your, your content overall. So there's lots of things that you can take from, uh, from that and, and apply that to different areas online.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you also become a dab hand at Canva. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've actually, I've not used Canva that much
0: myself. I, I tend to use a couple of the, a couple of different other apps. But uh, I, I know what you mean there. I, I never really got my head around uh, Photoshop. That wasn't really no. something that, that I could ever use to, to any great effect. Even though I, I had a, a copy of it for about ten years or more, I could only ever do the the most basic of things uh, overall. So when you, uh, you. you Set up your blog. You were doing web design for. Was that for local companies then?
1: Yeah. So friends, family. Um, I, st- I still do it every now and then n- now as well. And um, it's um, it's a different it's a different kind of ball game, though, isn't it? When you when you've got to kind of capture requirements, and um, I don't know about yourself, David, and that, but I have a bit of an almost OCD perfectionism. And when it's someone else's business. I find it really hard not to kind of, you know, do enough. Um, so again, if, if it's if it's your own stuff, you're not you're not as bothered. But when you you're being paid to do something, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of can't let it go. So I don't particularly enjoy them. But if it's if like say if it's helping someone out, his friends, family, and that, then it's fine. I can. I, I also appreciate the pain of never having looked at WordPress before and having to figure out. How to do, how to start a blog, how to do WordPress, the technical side, setting up and uh, DNS and your hosting and the, the the umpteen different things. Which if you've done it once, it's it's not that bad, is it? But if you're trying to talk to someone who's who's not particularly technical and has never created a blog before through setting up a WordPress blog, then yeah, um, it's it's quite a steep learning curve. So. Um, but yeah I quite I quite like the blogging. Um, I've got a few different blogs, I've got a few niche ones. Um, they fell by the wayside a little bit because um, I still have my day job and again family life day job trying to create on YouTube, on Facebook and blogs as well. there's, there's only so many hours in the day and what I quickly realized was that um, when the YouTube stuff kind of started taking off I was I was doing far too much and spreading myself too thin as well. Um, So I definitely, um, if anyone's watching this and they're kind of not quite sure which avenue to go in or they're just getting started, it it sounds a cliche, but I, I would genuinely just pick one and kind of go all out on that one until you feel like you've got that process nailed down enough that you can then just start adding parts in.
0: Yeah, that's some really good advice, actually, because I think that's a trap that people do fall into, especially if they're brand new. They see all of these these shiny platforms and different ways of either creating content or attracting traffic. And and they're trying to be on all of them. And it's it's not really possible. You've mentioned uh, YouTube there. But just before we get onto the YouTube side of things, when do you get into the affiliate marketing? Uh, scene was that after you you were doing the web design or was it all around the same
1: sort of time or where did that fit in the, there was an overlap really so, so the web stuff kind of fell in with when i was trying to learn how to blog and then conversations would lead to other people it'd be like oh well i want to start a blog as well and i've no idea how and um, the purpose of me starting a blog was um to, to, to start building affiliate content and um, but I didn't really kind of fully understand it or take it um, too seriously. I was, I was kind of so focused on all the aspects of creating a blog that affiliate marketing was just one tiny little component of that. Um, I think I was just naively charging ahead, thinking that if I just create this and I, I spent and I mean, I spent like months on color schemes, the WordPress theme, the, the the names you know all of the completely irrelevant stuff like I, I'd spend so much time on that rather than the the thing that actually matters which is just pure content if you're starting a new blog don't worry about what it looks like or anything just just spend six months blasting content out before you start then kind of prettying it up so I think I spent a long time kind of working towards something but with affiliate marketing just being in the, in the back of my mind. Um, and that when I when I create content, I'll then link it to. I don't know the, the first ones I created. I like I've i about four or five. Um, first ones I created, I was just picking like whatever had the best gravity on ClickBank. You're like as if no one else had thought of that. Um, but I, I kind of I kind of learned a little bit about ClickBank, and I was like, right, whatever's got the best gravity, I'm 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 just going to create something for that. And yeah, they never really stood a chance to be honest, because you've got this huge competition and. Um, in the blogging world, especially around kind of your, some of your, some of your more popular ClickBank products.
0: How long did you continue with just the the written blogging side of things, then, before you you made that transition over to YouTube?
1: Do you know what it all goes a little bit twisty at some point because I was I was I kind of connected with a couple of people through various different Facebook groups, and um, what what one of them who's got on to do really good things. He, um, I kind of knew him from the Amazon days because he was also kind of ingrained in that. Um, and I, he, he was talking one day about um, Russell Brunson and the One Funnel Away Challenge. And I kind of thought, I, I don't even know what he's saying. These words don't mean anything to me. Um, but I kind of like looked into that a bit more and thought, this sounds quite good, actually. This sounds like something I need to give me a bit of focus. So a little bit of a, of a kind of sketchy path into it but then once you're in that click funnels world and you've got russell brunson kind of talking to you 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 all of a sudden are very aware of there's a lot of people that make good money from being click affiliates or um, i mean same's applicable to met to many different softwares and um so i, I kind of then really started thinking well Actually, no. Affiliate marketing is bigger than I originally thought, and I was looking at I was looking at some of these names that were that were on the um, uh, the Dream Car Winners list for Click Funnels and uh, the various groups, and that you get the same names coming up constantly. And it doesn't take much maths, does it, to, to figure out that if someone's paying at minimum ninety seven dollars for Click Funnels and they're getting 30, 40, whatever it is now, percentage of it, then. It's quite a good kind of monetization strategy. You you could do really well with it. So that got me looking into um, how to be a ClickFunnels affiliate and um, and different different software. And then it was kind of through that I came across a guy called uh, Zach, who's who's my coach, and he I mean he's he's got a very successful um, uh, affiliate uh, marketing coaching program that he, that he that he promotes his own brand. And I kind of started then just absorbing all of his YouTube videos, any information he put out there. And, and then really, you don't really see it happening, do you? But you kind of end up like completely immersed in these little um, groups and, and just just like a sponge, just soaking up knowledge everywhere, really. Um, the problem I had was that I was trying to learn everything that I was learning about click Funnels, about marketing, about Russell Brunson, all, all this. And, and Zach and everything he was putting out there. And and all of a sudden, it, everything felt possible. Whereas before it didn't, I kind of thought, well, if these people are doing it, I don't see why I couldn't. But you take on too much information and then you, you don't do anything, do you? You just consume and and forget that oh, actually I need to create as well. So yeah, that, that is the
0: trap, isn't, yeah. isn't it? Because especially in this industry, there's always something new. There's always something more. To learn, or if you you pick any aspect of, of online marketing, so you you know you you go down say the Click Funnels route, there, there's always going to be something more that you can learn about Click Funnels or better ways on how to promote it, and you get caught in that that cycle of just always learning, and uh, and never actually doing any of the that the marketing that's that, that's going to make you uh, going to make you the money, so. It sounds like you had um, a lot of different things going on all at once, and lots of different ideas on how you're going to either promote ClickFunnels or how you're going to uh, promote uh, Zach's affiliate program. And I mean, did that all come to a head at one point, and you had a, a decision to make on on what you were actually going to to focus on?
1: Yeah, exactly that. And it, it, it probably took me longer than than um, than it should have done, really. Um, so as part of kind of the the program that i was in it's it was very um kind of uh, facebook driven through um, your profile your groups um and, and 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 that is a great strategy it's it's a it's a proven and i think possibly the fastest way to 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 make high ticket commissions um, certainly faster than a blog and certainly faster than than youtube um but there was that was kind of what i was being taught um but there was something about it that I just struggled with. I struggled being on Facebook constantly. I know sometimes it might look like I am now, but you know when you, you know when you kind of feel like you have to be because you think, well, I've got to put a, a value post out here, or I've got to do this post here, and I've got to be in groups and um, helping people. And it's a, it, like I say, it's a great it's a great strategy. But for me, I just felt kind of consumed by Facebook. So. Um, I had my own little group at the time as well that was growing. And I, and, I, and there was elements of that that I really enjoyed. I liked being able to speak to people and find out um, what content. Do you know what? It's just it's, it's just the easiest way to create content, isn't it? By just being in a group or around like minded people and just just ask them. Like, oh, they ask you, they'll, they put posts on there. How do I do this? And you kind of think, well, I'll, I'll create some content on that. Yeah, exactly. It's really good for that
0: when did you then decide that okay, okay so you were doing facebook but when did you then decide that you were going to make that transition over to to youtube was there a a, a particular you know scenario or, or event that that led you to that decision
1: so yeah so, so so basically the the whole um the blogging thing had kind of gone on pause a little bit and I was i was like doing everything around facebook and um as part of that kind of program as well, there is there is YouTube training in there. And what I noticed was that no one really around me was was jumping into YouTube. It was like everyone just did the Facebook part of it. And I could see the same from other um, friends and programs that would connected with quite a lot of people by then. And I kind of thought, well, no one really does YouTube. And it and it, and it felt like that was where possibly the biggest opportunity lied. um it felt like. I don't know. I, I there was something there was something about it that I kind of thought that if I jumped in and did YouTube that scares me the most it it's, it absolutely terrified me. I'm I'm a fairly kind of quiet reserved person, um very introverted and I can and, and I just assumed you know, if you're going to be on YouTube you've got to be big, loud, confident, you've got to be able to talk fast and my preconceptions of what someone would have to be on YouTube were completely wrong really. So I was looking at it, thinking, well, no one else is doing it, so it seems an opportunity, and I've only, I've got everything to gain and, and nothing to lose, really, because if I pick up some skills, if I decide that actually, you know what, I'll stick to Facebook, it's miles better than than YouTube, then then I've not lost anything. I've I've at least tried it. So um, it was actually um, it was actually a friend of mine that I was speaking to at the time, and. Um, I was saying to him, I think I'm going to get started with YouTube, and, I, and what I'm going to do is I, I, I need something that will make me do it. So I think I'm going to kind of set myself a little challenge where I'm, I'm going to say, right for, a, um, and I, I chose a stupid number. I said like for a hundred days, I'm going to create a hundred videos. It was like, it was it was ridiculous. It nearly killed me. Um, so I kind of told him about this, and then the next day he launched his YouTube channel. And I was like, you never even mentioned that. He was just like, no, but you gave me an idea. So I ran with it. So.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. you know. So you're in, inspiring other people to, to get involved with the, the video marketing there. So yeah, that, that does sound like a, a bit of a strange move though for somebody who by their own admission is introverted, quiet, shy. In fairness, you don't come across that way at all. You know, either on this call that we're having now or in the the content that you publish on on Facebook as well, but did you go into that then with with this full confidence that that you just mentioned there, where you you know you feel like you've got nothing to lose? So did you go into it with that full confidence, or were you still a bit reserved and maybe it's
1: not the right thing?
0: Or how
1: did you feel about that overall? Um, confidence confidence works in different ways, so. One thing I found in life is um, if you put me in, if you this could, be a, this could be a works Christmas party, it could be your first day at school, it could be anything. If I'm in that situation, I'll be the last person to introduce themselves to someone, it's just not my thing, a friend's party or something like that. I would sooner just kind of stand at the back quietly and then when I can just sneak away. So um, putting yourself out there on YouTube where you think, oh, well, everyone in the world can see me. It, it, it's a I don't know it's a strange thing do you ever do you ever do things in life though where you like um it's extreme kind of behavior for what you think that you can do and but you you just get so much out of it like like years ago I went to um I went to New Zealand and did like the little tour around North Island South Island and it was amazing it was absolutely brilliant And I went there on my own because I kind of broke up from my ex at the time. And all my mates were in like couples and stuff. And I was like, do you want to go on holiday? And they were like, no, we're all right. We're going we're going away together. And I was like, "Okay." and I thought, do you know what? Stuff it. I'm just going to go on my own. And I've never even been to the pub for a pint by myself. Never mind, like jumps on a plane and and been to New Zealand. So I did that. And then when I was there, it was like got in with a really good group and did loads of good stuff. skydived a couple of times I did, I mean, I don't I, I'm not. That's not the type of thing I do. I don't like roller coasters. I don't like adrenaline things. But when you wrapped up in it, you kind of think, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to push myself. And that skydive is one of the best things I've ever done. And it was a weird in a weird way. YouTube was probably like my skydive. It was like the scariest thing that just didn't seem to fit with what I should be doing, but I knew that if I could do it, I would gain so much out of it. So. You've just got to jump in for some things, haven't you?
0: Yeah, that, that does sound amazing, actually. Although I think I'd much prefer to create a YouTube video than jump out of an airplane, uh, never in a million years. <laughs> so you, you've made this de- decision now to, to get into YouTube. Do you remember what the first video was that you created?
1: Yeah, the first video I created was, um, weirdly enough, it was um, Jacob Karras who has gone on to do absolutely amazing things um he's a, he's a real real top guy Jacob um he he'd released like um like quite a low ticket of um, info products I'm sure it was around um, dream car dream car something um I think it was one of his first kind of little um, info products he'd released and I was I think I was in the right place at the right time on Facebook when he when he kind of said I don't know first 10 people you can have it for like 30 quid or something like next to nothing. And I kind of just grabbed that and then thought, well, I'll do a little review of that. Um, <laughs> I spent absolutely ages prepping it. It was like, um, I don't know, I had all I had kind of like all these um, slides for it. And it wasn't actually that bad, apart from like the audio and the video and and the fact that like, um, I don't know, I, I basically just had kind of like pages of paper in front of me. And I was just kind of like looking at it like that, just just reading it word for word. There was there was no ad libbing whatsoever. Um, so that that was that was my first one. But I think I actually started my hundred-day challenge thing after that. So I think I may have just done a random video. I don't know, I'd have to go back and check. It seems like a lifetime ago now. Um, but yeah, my my, my initial ones I, I kind of got my head in my head that I'll do this challenge and I'll tell everyone, I'll tell my friends, I'll Like I'll tell family because when I was blogging and looking into affiliate marketing, I didn't really tell any of them. Um, No one knew. So I kind of thought I'll make myself accountable. I'll say I'll I'll kind of stand up and say, look at me. This is all going to go a bit weird on my profile, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm not having a breakdown, trust me, but um, (laughs) this this is what I'm going to do. So I, I kind of put the pressure on myself and I think that pressure helps. The only thing I would recommend for anyone who thinks that's a good way for them to start and put, put that pressure on so that you say I am going to do this. And I don't know, you almost feel like you'd be ridiculed and laughed at if you didn't achieve it. Um is I probably I probably would never recommend going for like 100 videos in 100 days it was just it was ridiculous. I think I managed 87 and I've, I've got a, a very, very forgiving uh, wife. <laughs> um, because it just took over like you can't you can't it, 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 to finish you to finish your day job and then think, right, I've now got to um, record, edit, publish a video. Obviously, like I look back now and the quality of them are just uh, absolutely abysmal Um <laughs> I'd have been better off just just saying like, I don't know, two a week, maybe three a week, at an absolute push. But if I would had gone in and done two a week from day one, would I have stuck around, um, or did that eighty-seven days that I managed in the end did that create enough of a habit and enough of a um, hunger to think, no, I want, I want to do this? So maybe, maybe that's what I needed, but um, yeah, certainly um, I'd recommend less than a hundred.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was actually going to ask you if you you saw that through, but even to get to to eighty-seven is is no mean feat, especially if you're doing that around a day job and and a family. And I think that's probably one of the things that's put me off going down the video route myself for so long is just the thought of the time involved. During that um, that 87 video process, what did you think then, or
1: what did you find out that uh, would make for a good video? Um. So as so I learned most things the hard way at, at first. Um, there's, um, oh, there's there's these literally so so many mistakes that I was making. Um, just 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 a few examples really, and I suppose tips for anyone watching who wants to get get started with YouTube is I was very much I I mentioned Russell Brunson before, so I very much fell into the whole document your journey and um, create content about anything that you kind of learn as well. So. That that in a lot of ways that's what I do. I'll learn something and I'll apply it, and then I'll teach that back again as well. And that I always find that's a, that's a good way of creating content. But at the time, as as you've as we've heard so far, I was learning about WordPress, about blogging, affiliate marketing, about Facebook groups, about being an introvert, about trying to make money. So I, I was just there was no consistency. I was creating a video that was that was like almost a. A CSS tutorial in ClickFunnels, like a real like random technical video, and then at the same time trying to do one like five best side hustles to start in twenty in twenty twenty. So it, it was I was all over the show. So one thing I'd recommend to anyone is to maybe maybe to kind of have have an idea of what niche you're going for, and that's they're usually fairly obvious. We know where the money is, and money is usually, don't we? It's in and finance and um, fitness and that kind of thing but maybe choose like four four or five content buckets that maybe let you can even do three to five content buckets that are all almost just separate separate kind of areas but there's a there's a bit of a link and a bit of an overlap um you, you you see it a lot nowadays where um someone might have kind of like say personal development as as one content bucket they might have like a particular software application as another one, but you know where they they, they link in together. Um, so I'd I'd find I'd find some content buckets and just look at creating videos that's just based on them. And what you might find is as you get some traction with them videos or your channel, it might become quite obvious to lean into one of them content buckets then and really drill down into into the details because you'll find that if your audience is coming back, then that's the kind of thing that they like. Um, I didn't do that. I was I was too hellbent on just trying to create as much content as I could and (laughs) throwing stuff out left, right and center. Um, So, yeah, that was a definite mistake. Um, Probably another big one was my my early videos. When I looked at them, they were like 25 minutes long, 30 minutes long. Um, That doesn't work. You've got to be one seriously kind of engaging and uh, likeable, likeable is probably not the right word, but do you know what I mean? People have, you've, you've got to be an entertainer as well for someone to sit and watch you for 25, 30 minutes. Um, so there's ways you can work around that. But what I've kind of learned and as I've got on, my videos have got shorter and shorter and shorter. Like you say, say less, um, say, say what people need to hear with as fewer words as possible, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's
0: some good advice there. Uh, I like what you say there about uh, the the whole content bucket thing. I think that can help to give your your channel then uh, an overall theme, but also a bit of variety as well, so that you're not getting bored yourself, just going over the same topic over and over again. But if you've got things that complement each other, then uh, that would not only, I suppose, keep your interest in it, but would also be interesting for your uh, your viewers uh, as well. So I, I suppose the next thing that um, that I wanna ask then is, how do you keep coming up with these content ideas? Because I suppose you need to be publishing pretty consistently to, to keep people uh, watching your videos and, and new people subscribing to your channel.
1: Yeah, you do. Um and well, I'll be honest well, I hold my hand up. That's something I've not been particularly good at as well recently. Um consistency. Um before before I answer that question, what well, I would a quick tip with consistency. If you ever can, um, batch process your content. So um I, I think um I, I think a lot of podcasters do exactly the same, don't they, where you'd almost just get a build-up of stuff ready to publish on schedule. Because um I, I I was ill like a few weeks ago and it completely knocked me off my tracks and because i didn't have any content kind of lined up and ready i'm now like in in the last four weeks i've only managed to push one video out and i'm chasing my tail with it and when you feel like that and then that each week is flying by you end up just putting anything out just to get something out and your quality doesn't kind of live up to what your audience might expect as well so where possible especially if you're starting up and things are going to be slower because you're going to have to learn how to how to edit, how to optimize that kind of thing. Um, I would always recommend just just try and get I don't know four, five, six videos just um, edited, ready, so that you just have to upload them. And you've got a few weeks leeway there where you can um, you can just relax a little bit, knowing that actually I've got a really really bad week this week, and I'm not going to get anything done. At least you can just take the pressure off yourself, and YouTube will look at it and think this guy's consistent. He's he means business because he's um, he, he, like I say he's delivering at the same time, so. so yeah, sorry, I went, on, I went off on a tangent there. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's absolutely fine,
0: but yeah, consistency. I think with with anything when it comes to to online marketing, whether it is the videos or whether it's it's the podcasting, then finding what works for you and how you can be as consistent with that as possible uh, means you're going to have that that long-term success and not just burn out just to circle back there with the whole video idea thing there uh, do you have any any tips that you can share on how you can come up with these ideas for new videos consistently
1: yeah so um how most people teach in the youtube training industry is a little bit like blogging. They teach you to go for um long tail keywords to look for search phrases that people will be searching for. And same way with a blog, um the, the 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 shorter, the shorter, more competitive terms are probably gonna be out of your reach if you've got 50 subscribers. So go for the uh, go for the longer stuff. So one of my well, my my biggest video by a million miles was like um uh, how to start a YouTube channel without showing your face? So, how to start a YouTube channel? I wouldn't have a, a, any chance whatsoever for some reason without showing your face. I just hit everything at the right time, hit a sweet spot, and that video took off. Um, now, one other thing I should say with that is so, think think about your long tail stuff, and that's that's definitely for search intent traffic stuff. That's you got to remember that YouTube is the second biggest search engine, and It's Google that own YouTube, so you'll see a lot of people, a lot of people's channels have done really well over the years because you search for anything on Google now, it's it's giving you a video at the top of them results, isn't it? So it kind of leveled the playing field for a while because all these blogs that are so established as the authority blogs on any niche you could possibly imagine, they're no longer the top result. These videos being kind of pushed forward, and they they can rank in Google a lot quicker as well. So um so go for your search intent traffic think about your niche think about the questions people um ask um li- literally if you put kind of put yourself in their shoes what do they type into google when they want to when they want to find your content um so think about pain points the problems the what what stops them sleeping at night and create content based on that um but what you'll find a lot of other people do as well which isn't necessarily as taught is there's a lot of people that just kind of model what works so you go on to any of the especially in the make money online niche which is like ridiculously competitive but if you go and look at the big names in there they'll create the same videos over and over again so if they've got one video that's done really well um, you'll you'll see that they've created probably seven ten different versions of that same video and you'll notice that the other people in that niche are also looking at that thinking his video did really well so they've done exactly the same so it's I don't ever I, I never kind of encourage anyone to kind of copy because you, you've you got to bring you've got to bring you to it. You've got to bring your big nose and your monotone voice. You've got to put your own like stamp on it, really. But um, there's only so much originality in the world when it comes to actual lessons and, and education on certain things. So, um, yeah, put your own style, your own twist to it and stuff and your own words and language in it. but um th- certainly the the theme of that video can be based on what's working for someone else so there's nothing to say like if you find a channel that you want to kind of replicate that is really good in your niche and it's you enjoy their content then yeah look look at what their most popular videos are just literally sort it by most popular and try and do your own version of them as well so these different angles really and again i know um I know um, on Facebook, obviously, you, you, you get tons of ideas, don't you? And I, I know from reading your content, David, your content is um, is by far like your the humour that you use in your posts that I absolutely love. Um, you're definitely kind of um, the person I look out for because I, I enjoy um, reading the way that you write, and I almost um, read your posts and then I almost can um, imagine the post that inspired that as well because I kind of think everything he's saying there is based on what i've just seen someone else write. you know almost a bit like you seek inspiration don't you from what other people are posting whether it's their problems their um the, what's going on in their day and stuff and you you get an idea of your kind of audience and avatar f- through things like that as well
0: yeah for sure i mean I, I love reading the news feed probably not for the reasons most people do because you you can tend to pick out a post and somebody will just write something out and you'll just think that's just a load of rubbish. I'm just going to write a post now which completely goes in the opposite direction to what they've just said. You have got quite a few videos on your channel which have had several thousand uh, views which which is fantastic but there's this one which you mentioned which is now almost at 900,000 views. That video was as you mentioned it was something like was it 10 types of video you can create without showing your face yeah yeah so i mean how did how did you come up with that video in the first
1: place where where did you get the inspiration for that um so that was that was kind of a crossover of what i was explaining before that was really looking at what was doing well um and it was kind of it was kind of the questions I was getting I was getting at the time so some people were saying like well what could I create a YouTube channel on and I was looking at what people were actually searching for what people were creating content on and I, and I kind of saw that keyword and thought that's quite a long tail keyword that so I'm gonna go for it um, you could see that other content creators were, were were doing similar there was a few people um that I kind of follow and and, and respect and that, that are much much bigger channels than me. And you can see them all having little kind of potshots at, 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 at that key key phrase. So I kind of thought, oh, I'll just go for it. And I didn't. There was zero expectation. It's one of them. When you create a video, you you you, you try and improve. You try and make that video slightly better than your last video, and you push it out there. And then it's kind of down to the YouTube gods, really, whether it it connects. And that one just did. And um, Ironically, it's given me more headaches. It's, it's been the best thing that's happened to me on, on YouTube. But it's given me the most headaches as well, just for kind of several reasons um, in terms of like building an audience that's coming off one video. And and then what I did afterwards was I just kind of threw over random videos out that weren't related. So like I say, you learn the hard way. Um, so, so this one connected, and if you look on YouTube now and you do a search for like YouTube channel idea, like really, really short um, key phrases, that video ranks on there. Um, so it's kind of once it builds up momentum, it has like a snowball effect, and then starts pulling in for other keywords as well. So you can you can see now why other channels have have like such success because, like I say, once YouTube takes it and thinks it's going to push it and you get the right clicks, you get the right watch duration. um, It can really kind of give you huge momentum. So um, that that one just did. I don't don't know why that one. I don't know what was different. It was, um, I've got a little inclination of like a few things on it that I think connected like quite early on in the video. I say something like, um, and this is important this. So I say something like basically like if um, touching on the pain points and that, and I said, let's kick fear in the balls and I, th- I think it just i think people just thought, what a what a random phrase but people liked it so if you look in the comments of it that of that particular video there's loads of people said did anyone else just hit like the second he said kick fair in the balls i think youtube then thinks all these people are watching this and they're all hitting the like button and it was it could have been the rest of the video was rubbish but the it, just that one bit of humor connected with them they're hitting like at the right time and YouTube's thinking, oh, we've, we've, we've got something we can push to a few more people here. So um, I don't know. That's one of the things I think works. And I think um, I think it's an obvious pain point that people want to get started on YouTube, but they don't want to show the face. They don't want to be on camera. Um, and that can be for the, the job doesn't allow it. It could be for religious reasons. There's so, so many reasons why. And it's a clear pain point of anyone that thinks I want to be a YouTuber, but I don't want to be a YouTuber that anyone looks at and sees. So I don't know. It just it just hit kind of a, a myriad of different things, and um, yeah, the the success of that particular video has kind of blown me away. It's been um, it's been fantastic, but it has caused me a lot of grief as well.
0: <laughs> I mean, you you just mentioned there that when you had some success with that video when the all the views were starting to to rack up and then you were just pushing out just random videos after that i mean if you had that time again now if if another one of your videos hits a a similar spot and gets huge engagement and huge view numbers how would you then follow that up
1: so yeah so this so this this is one of the biggest lessons i've learned and it's um it's not an obvious lesson to learn at the time, because if, if I showed you like the um, if, if we went proper YouTube geek mode and I showed you like the statistics and analytics around that video, it didn't just like go from publish and up. It it just hovered. And then about four weeks in, I think it then just went off the charts. I don't know why. I don't know why it took four weeks um, to, to then just kind of pop, but in that four weeks, I put out a couple of similar videos, but then I put stupid ones out, like um, like a review of the um, my blog hosting provider. Like that's got no relevance whatsoever to someone who wants to start a YouTube channel. So what I've tried to do since then is kind of narrow down um, the them content buckets, try and narrow down who I'm helping, and I think that's I think that's something to consider. I think if you um, if you're getting started, like say we talked about them content buckets, but don't be afraid that when you get that traction to then just lean into something and become the person that does that. Or um, you don't want to always get kind of pigeonholed, do you, in certain things. But I think if there's if there's a bit of a path to success that's that's there in that particular kind of content, then then why not? Why not be the person that's that's known for that particular thing? Um it's hard to, it's hard to know. I, I think the YouTube algorithm definitely favors that. If you look at some big channels, you'll, when I was saying before, they might've created seven videos on the same thing because that was the one that did well for them. Well, there's a reason for that. So that's taking them keywords, I think, and almost saying this, is this is the go-to channel for these particular ones. And I think if you get the traction, just, just jump on it, look at different variations, look at other pain problems. So what I should have done in hindsight, but I didn't necessarily at the, at the time I didn't necessarily want to be the the YouTube channel idea guy I should have just gone all out I should have my next my next 20 videos should have all been um YouTube channel ideas with this or YouTube video ideas with this and and just looked at the different like say key phrases and and just gone all out for it so um I don't know that's one of the things that's at the back of my mind really really bugs me of what I could have done and you also, I've also got this like real itch to start a new channel where I can apply everything I've learned, clear out all of the stuff that's on my channel, all of the random mixed content and just start with a real clean idea and process and, you know, like consistent structure, consistent um, kind of approach to it. But like, say, shiny object syndrome again isn't it? There's only so many hours in the day and what one channel is enough before I start too
0: yeah i i think it would also be a shame as well to you know to tear down the the channel that you've built up so far as well just to just to start afresh as well that would probably lead us on to now just to talk about what your your plans for the, the future i mean what what you're going to do over the next 12 months with your channel if you decide to keep it that is
1: I don't know. So there's something I do want to do at some point is, is start that second channel and try and run the two. But I'm not ready for that. Maybe um, maybe one day when um, I can take the uh, control freak side of me away and actually outsource the editing and outsource the thumbnails and, and actually put a, a automation around it. But um, I'm not ready yet, but I would like to at some point. So, the main thing now is for um, is a couple of things I want to do. I want to kind of improve that consistency with my own channel and um, get a backlog of videos going out there. I want to, you've got to always kind of be experimenting and trying new things as well. We talked a lot before about kind of search intent videos, but there's also um, a thing in YouTube called um, browse videos, which is what it kind of pushes out there, but it's a little bit more clickbaity titles. So um, you know the kind of thing. There's no, there's no SEO. There's no, ser- there's no kind of search uh, title in there whatsoever. It's, it's more just intrigue and mystery and people clicking on it. Um, so the, the, these areas like that, I want to experiment with because I've seen a few channels do really well with that type of video recently. You've got, I've got to constantly, you've got to constantly kind of improve and and look at what you can do better. Um, so that's one area i i am very very tempted to start up a facebook group um again I feel like when I closed my old one down it was it was a generic affiliate marketing facebook group and whilst I enjoyed that connection with the people in there um it wasn't necessarily the right thing for me and what I'm finding now is um like like you said before really it's it's really strange and it kind of your imposter syndrome kicks in badly. But I'm in a few groups now and people, if there's a YouTube question, people will say, ask John Davis, he does YouTube. And I get tagged in with things and people asking me things. And and what I've realized is where, where, as I said earlier, no one really wanted to go into the YouTube route. Well, now I'm finding that because I did, um, I don't know, I'm almost getting a bit of a reputation for that not necessarily always a good reputation. I mean, I just, as you can see, I kind of wing it a bit. But um, it's nice, it, a lot of the things that I take for granted now are the problems that people have got when they get started. And I think if I can help people in that way, then that's that's great. It's really rewarding. And I don't know, I, I am tempted to start a group back up with more of, um, more of a YouTube theme or maybe even a YouTube affiliate theme. I'm not quite sure yet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of the back of my mind at the moment. What
0: you say there in that you're now being seen as more of a, a credible figure, more of an authority around YouTube. I think that is absolutely correct because, as I said at the, the start of this this podcast, when I was thinking of somebody who I wanted to come on to talk about video marketing and and YouTube uh, and that side of the industry, then you were the person that, that came to mind. Um, so I, I definitely think that you could go down that info product route or that coaching route. So I think there's there's lots of opportunities there for you to, to explore. And uh, yeah, I really hope that's that's something that you do uh, take on uh, over the next 12 months. I mean, just before we we wrap up as well, if anybody did want to find out more about you, where would be the best place for them to do that?
1: Yep. So a couple of places, really. So um, the main blog that I've got, which has got all the various links, um, I'm not quite as consistent with my blog content as maybe I should be. um, But that's john100.com. It's the worst domain name ever. um, But the 100 was, was around the whole 100 videos in 100 days. And in my brain somewhere, I kind of thought, well, I'll do that, then I'll do 100 of this in 100 days and 100 of this, I don't know i, I kind of got lost on the way and and picked that domain so um you can find me on there or you can look on youtube and um it's just youtube and dot com slash john davis or just search for john davis and basically i'm the one that isn't the lead singer of Calm. so <laughs> just go for the other guy yeah j- just in case anybody is is wondering
0: or, or you know is is gonna get the two of you mixed up <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, I'll put links to those in the show notes as well, so there shouldn't be any any confusion there then. But um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show today, John. It has been really interesting and entertaining and I, I've learned a lot. Uh, I knew this would be a good uh, episode. That's why I wanted you to come on. And uh, I, I feel like I've I've learned quite a lot about uh, YouTube, even in the the last hour that uh, that we've been chatting, so uh, so thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your knowledge um, with regards to that. Uh, I do wish you the very best of luck now over the next twelve months as you you try to grow your channel, and I'm sure that at some point you will get another one of those mega videos that that gets a million views you know that that's going to be the, the next thing to aim for now is it that that million views and of course if you do decide that you you want to go down that coaching route then uh, i'm sure you're going to get a lot of support for that as well so thank you once again for uh, joining me today and um i'll speak to you very soon no doubt
1: cheers thank you thank you for having me on i appreciate it
0: please visit internetmarketingreveal.com and davidwalker.net for more free content If you need a domain name for your business, visit domainsreveal.com where you'll find more than 1,000 premium domains. And finally, please
1: rate and review this podcast. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.